You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we join you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And unfortunately, we are still in a hot stove mode, so to speak. Normally, we would be at spring training, but uh, things still being worked out from the labor standpoint. So we await the start officially of spring training. And in the meantime, we continue with uh, what we hope are some fun interviews along the way. And a little bit later on in our show today, we will be joined by minor league outfielder Will Brennan, who had a fine season a year ago, splitting time between High A Lake County and the Double A Akron Rubber Ducks, and had a key part in the chip at the end of the season. He's out in Goodyear at minor league spring training. That has begun, so we'll hear from him a little bit later on in our show. And we'll kind of stay on that focus of player development and minor leagues in the first half of our program. After a short break, we'll hear from James Harris, who last year and the prior four seasons was the Guardians' vice president of player development. He did receive a promotion in the offseason. He's now an assistant general manager, but he will still be heavily involved in the minor league system and in player development, and that has been such a, a strong point and key part of the Guardians organization really for a long time, but I think more so even in uh, today's game. So we'll visit with James, who has a, a really interesting background, and we'll hear about that shortly. But first, we take a break, and we'll as we continue with Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Folks, strap yourselves in. We're going to be here a while. You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, but when we just come out and say it, it feels like it falls a bit flat. So we're going to tap into human emotion, first with some music. Then in a serious tone, I'll say, save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. And even though it was about saving money with Progressive, we'll fade out the music so you know it was poignant. Wow. Powerful stuff. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. must belong to San Francisco She must have lost her way Posting a poster of Poncho and Cisco One California day She says she believes in a Robin Hood and Brotherhood And colors of green and gray And all you can do is laugh at her Doesn't anybody know how to pray? Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you at Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And earlier this week, we had a chance to check in with James Harris, who is out in Goodyear, Arizona, at uh, the Guardians Player Development Complex there. Normally this time of year, we are deep into spring training. But as you know, we are awaiting uh, a deal on a new CBA before that can happen. But the minor leagues have begun, and and anyone who is not on the 40-man roster is having what really amounts to a normal spring training. Now, you may or may not know the background for James Harris. We've had him on quite a bit uh, in the past several years in his role as vice president of player development, the farm director, per se, uh, those weekly updates uh, on the farm system and all the good young prospects. And he's now an assistant general manager, but he still is heavily involved in player development and the minor league department and uh, really a varied background more so in football than in baseball before he was hired by the Pittsburgh Pirates seven seasons ago and then six years ago by uh, the then Indians you look at his background he's worked with Chip Kelly extensively when uh, Kelly was the head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles he was a chief of staff with the Eagles he's worked on uh, with Kelly's staff at the University of Oregon Uh, you look back to his days at the University of Nebraska Arizona State University he's been with the San Francisco 49ers so really a great background and that has allowed him to gain insight into what makes players tick, what helps them move along. And and we'll get into some good stuff with him about the differences in the game of baseball development-wise and the game of football. But he's done some some really good stuff. He oversees all aspects of the Indians' farm system, including the four minor league affiliates and the summer league teams as well. Uh, All kinds of player development philosophies have been implemented during his time. So uh, some good stuff here. But most importantly, Good weather out in Arizona after what we've been through here, and I know it's a nice weekend this weekend, but when we caught up with James, uh, we asked him, hey, man, what are, what are you up to on uh, an afternoon midweek out in Goodyear, Arizona with the minor leaguers in town? Yeah, there's tons of activity. I'm actually outside, if you, if you can hear me. And uh, right now I'm standing next to the field. There's some PP going on. There'll be some sim games, which is, which is simul- simulated games. There'll be some live BP. Where pitchers are facing hitters, 
And uh, we'll even play some pickup games here in the next couple of days. And it, it sounds like a, for a minor league player in the system, a, a very normal spring training. And I know uh, you haven't really had that opportunity because of the pandemic the past couple of years, but it sounds like things are starting to get a little bit back to normal from a development standpoint. Absolutely. Like, so being able to get out on the field, get outside, be together, be in, in rooms where we can teach the game, have meals. Now we're outside in tents. So some of the pandemic things are still here, but it's awesome to be able to get out here and, and help our players get better. And you got through a, a fairly normal season a year ago. I know it started a little bit late, but it also ran a little bit later. Uh, in terms of the impact, especially for those players who, who didn't have a chance to go to the alternate site during the pandemic, uh, can you say how, how you felt they did in terms of getting back to play and continuing their careers? Yeah, I would say that that it was last year was a really successful year from a development standpoint. Um, at almost every level, we were one of the youngest teams at that level, and our guys did well against the competition. When we promoted guys to different levels, they were ready for that next level, and we had a lot of guys playing at at levels where they were one of the youngest guys in, in all of that 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 level. When I say level, it would be like high A or double A or triple A. I had a chance to visit with Will Brennan yesterday, and then here's a, a young man who got back to it last year and, and finished at double A, and and he was saying a huge key. He didn't play the year before because of the pandemic, but he thought the communication between the organization and himself was was so helpful. And I know there was no blueprint for that because it had never happened before, but what were some of the things that you tried to do to keep kids engaged, especially the ones who, who didn't have a chance to go to the alternate site? Yeah, with our players being so young in player development, our youngest player is 16 years old. So we wanted to stay connected with them throughout our time away. So realizing that we couldn't be with them in person didn't mean that they weren't going to work on their own. So we wanted to be able to provide them the same level of communication and support that we would if we were in person. Obviously, it's a lot harder when you're not standing next to someone, but like exchanging video, having phone conversation, using Zoom, and, uh, and sometimes even social media were ways that we were able to stay connected uh, in our time away. Were you surprised at all at how they got right back into it last year when, when things kind of returned to normal a little bit for them? Yeah, I have to say that I was. Like, I thought people were going to be rusty and behind. And in fact, like, our players did a fantastic job of, of staying in good shape. Um, they had saw they had played a lot of baseball while they were gone. Obviously, no games. But I, I, I have to admit that I was, I was shocked how well they did once they came back. James Harris joining us. The Guardians uh, assistant general manager oversees the minor league system. And, uh, James, you have this this minor league spring training going. Uh, when do games begin? Maybe there's some fans heading out there anyway and, and, and want to take in some things. But uh, for the players, uh, when do their games begin and how normal a, a time frame will it be compared to, to past years? Yeah, so we're playing some pickup games, meaning we call another organization and say, do you want to play us as soon as tomorrow? But our actual minor league games don't start until March 17th. So we're getting really close to that time that they would typically play in games anyway. But because we have all of our players out here and so do other organizations, we'll play a couple pickup games here in the next couple of days. And when you look at some of the young talent, certainly the organization getting some nice accolades, at least preseason-wise, going in for, for the depth that they have and, and the youth. And you touched on it, how young some of the teams were a year ago. Uh, 
and I know you don't like to to favor one over the other, but but some names that would stand out that that we should keep an eye on heading into the season. First on on that pitching front that that you're really excited to see as they get back to it here in 2022. Yeah, there's some 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 really good names. Maybe people have heard or or have not not heard of, but names that you might have heard of, like Daniel Espino, is a is a guy that we're excited to see back out there again this year. Um, other other names that were higher higher picks for us that you would see out there, guys like Lenny Torres, um, guys like Ethan Hankins are returning back from injury. Like there's some there's a lot of arms that are younger in our system that we're really excited about. You mentioned Ethan Hankins, and uh, here's someone who's coming off some major surgery. What what's his timetable to be able to pitch again in a game situation? I mean, the goal is always to pitch in the current year, meaning here in 2022. Uh, he's on track currently, um, working his tail off. So we're, we're excited about his progress and looking forward to seeing him. And for players who are, who are able to participate in camp on that position player side, uh, a name or two that, that should jump out as the season gets going. Well, one name you, you've already had a conversation with, which is Will Brennan. He's probably not a game that you're going to, a name that you're going to see in a lot of publications, but he's a guy that we're really excited about, uh, here in, in camp. A uh, guy that I had a conversation with earlier today that's hitting BP right now is a good name. Isaiah Green is a, a guy who came came to us from the Mets, and uh, we're excited about him. There's a lot of young players. Angel Martinez, I uh, had a conversation with him earlier today. Excited about him. Like, I can go on and on and on because I've, I've seen so many of these guys in the last couple of days, um, but those are names that stand out right away. And again, that, that's just scratching the surface a little bit to the, the depth of the system. Visiting with James Harris, Guardians uh, assistant general manager. And uh, James, you, uh, we were talking earlier, this is already your seventh season in, in baseball, sixth with the organization. You, you have a football background. And um, for you, when did you, you finally feel comfortable in baseball and, and, and say, you know what, this is – this is what I, I can really make an impact in and, and some of the areas that I can make an impact in. And I'm sure it's what the, the organization was looking for, that different perspective. But when did you really start to feel comfortable with the game and what you can do in it as far as an impact? Yeah, what, what's interesting about this game is it's ever-evolving. So the, the things that were really important in the game just seven years ago when I when I came into baseball are, are somewhat different today. So I guess you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable and always learning. And I think once I joined the Cleveland Indian, Indians and now Guardians, just being around people that are constantly reinventing themselves has been really, really cool for me and really rewarding professionally. And you had some neat experiences uh, in football. I know Chip Kelly was someone that, that you worked with a little bit in some spots. And uh, are there some things that translate between sports that are, that are helpful, especially helpful for, for this organization at this time? Yeah, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that we did in football that seem to translate over, especially things like helping these guys prepare physically. Now, it's a different physical prepare because in football, you basically are running yourself into a wall every play. But in baseball, you have to play 100 plus games each year and you got to prepare physically for that. It always is a benefit to be stronger, bigger, um, more healthy. Uh, so those are things that we've added um, helping guys have an understanding of how that translates into throwing the ball harder or hitting it harder, um, just being able to be prepared uh, for the next day of work and the next game. And in your role in the organization, player development, 
it would seem patience is so important because the, the gains don't happen overnight. And I would think, especially compared to football, uh, was that one of the biggest adjustments, just being patient to let that, that process of at-bats and innings uh, take hold for a player? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that is exciting about baseball. We talked earlier about 16-year-olds. So those 16-year-olds won't play for us at the major league level until maybe, what, five or six years later, maybe more? So knowing that the work that we do today is going to build on the work that we did yet, and that process continues for years, is exciting. But yet uh, all of us, of course, we can dream on the future, and also we want some, uh, some things to be ready for us right now. But, yeah, you definitely got to have patience. Well, James, we'll close with this. Uh, a little bit nicer weekend shaping up here in Northeast Ohio. Uh, how are we looking out in Goodyear uh, the last couple of days and on into the weekend? Uh, it's been in the 70s. It's been beautiful. It's been really sunny. A little bit windy today, but, hey, you you guys being in Cleveland, uh, you're looking forward to some good weather. I'll take it while you can get it, but it, it's not going to be Arizona, unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Well, a good spot to get good work in, and I know that's for some of the youngest players in the system. James, thanks so much for coming by. I appreciate the time. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for the call. That's James Harris. Guardians Assistant General Manager, stay tuned. More to come after this time. to be here a while, folks, so they want to pop an extra bowl of popcorn. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has ruled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good and it could be again. Oh, people will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. Mm-mm-mm. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer.
Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And as promised in our open today, we had a chance to visit earlier this week with one of the players who's underway in spring training out in Goodyear, Arizona on the minor league side. That's all that's allowed at this point in time. Minor leaguers who are not on the 40-man roster, but for the Indians, that means getting a chance to see so many of the the young prospects, quality and quantity coming together in terms of the farm system for the Indians. And one of those players we had a chance to visit with over the phone earlier this week was Will Brennan. Brennan's an outfielder who was an eighth-round pick two years ago, actually 2019 in that June's draft, and he's beginning his third season in pro ball if you don't count the 2020 season, which was wiped out, and he did not have a chance to go to the alternate camp, so he had to figure it out on his own with a lot of help from the player development staff of the organization. So uh, he'll delve into that on on how he managed to stay sharp during a difficult time for many. But uh, Brennan gained some notoriety late last season. He had a huge home run in the decisive playoff game on the way to a championship for AA Akron. And uh, for him, certainly uh, a highlight to his career, as he will detail in just a little bit. But uh, last year... Uh, the season that was, Brennan finished hitting 286. The power numbers, six homers, 50 runs driven in, and, and that's something that he's working on. He spent 62 games with Lake County, 40 with Akron, and again, just his third season of pro ball coming up. He's out of Kansas State. He played summer ball during his college career in Alaska and on the Cape in the Cape Cod League. He also pitched a little bit, so we'll cover all of that with uh, really a, a fun player to get to know, and we hope you'll enjoy this. And when we caught up with him, we asked him how spring training is going so far on the minor league side for Will Brennan. God, so far, so good. You know, just mixing it up out here with the boys, you know, getting out on the field again after, you know, a pretty long off season, and, you know, being able to see some really good arms and get prepared for this upcoming season is, you know, the best kind of development that we can ask for, so... We've been out here, you know, a lot of rivalries going on, a lot of good stuff happening. You know, we're just, we're really excited for this upcoming season. And you're coming off a year where you, you really made some nice strides and, and and certainly had a dramatic ending for that Akron Ball Club. And, and what was that like, uh, being able to play in a playoff situation, uh, maybe above and beyond just the normal day-to-day of trying to get better every day in the minor leagues? God, it's amazing. You know, you, you put yourself in different kind of scenarios every day at, at practice, and, you know, that's what leads up to, to being able to handle those situations in that championship kind of atmosphere. So, you know, be that as it may, you know, you're you're thrown into these really tough situations, and you're going to have to execute in order for your club to win. So, um, you know, we take, that, we take it really seriously here, and, you know, I'll, I'll you know, all that stuff, all the preparation beforehand, you know, led up to that that run. And, you know, all, all of us just, you know, kind of piggybacked off each other, piggybacked momentum, and, you know, we ended up winning the championship, which is which is awesome. So. And you, you didn't just blow through. You had an opportunity to play a deciding game, and I know you had a, a huge home run late. Um, and you're not a big home run hitter, but obviously can, can get a hold of them at times. And uh, what was that experience like for you in that moment, uh, just being able to, to kind of soak it all in in a, big, in a big spot? You know, I wouldn't have gotten to that spot if it wasn't for, you know, the, what happened in the eighth inning. We had 
you know, we were down four runs and we had, you know, a string of guys put together some really good at bats and ended up, you know, cutting it five to four. And, you know, I come up in the ninth and we got a guy throwing 99 on the mound, with 60% slider, so, or change up, excuse me. So I go up there and looking for, you know, something a little bit slower than the hundred coming at you and just kind of put myself in a good spot and put a good swing on it. And that's just kind of what happens. Sometimes you get lucky and, you hit an absolute nuke like that to tie the game up, and then you give your teammates behind you some momentum, good opportunities, a couple walks, base hit, and then Bo Naylor, you know, gets that double to, for us to, you know, win the ship. So, I mean, that whole situation was super surreal for me. It was probably the coolest thing that I've been a part of, and, you know, just really thankful to be a part of that. We're joined by Will Brennan, who's uh, in camp, spring training beginning for the minor leaguers in uh, last year, Lake County and Akron is where he played. And, you know, Will, you, you had that nice season, and you're coming off of your, your second year of pro ball, you didn't get a chance to play. And right. take us through 2020. What, what did you do to try and, and maintain some semblance of development in a year where it, where it was anything but normal, and, and it seemed like it worked because you had a good year last year? You know, our player development staff did a really good job of, of holding us accountable. You know, we had conversations just about every week, um, so, you know, we were talking the game and then, you know, being in Kansas city that we had, a, we have a large group of minor league guys there and especially pitchers. So I was fortunate enough to, you know, band together with those guys and we were able to have some live at bats throughout the entirety of the summer and, and into the fall. And so, you know, I feel like I, I almost didn't miss a beat. Um, I was able to work on the things that I was given from, you know, after concluding the 2019 season and, you know, in a in a non game situation where you can fail and and have it not affect you in a way, so it was. It, I think it was really positive for some guys. The guys that you know took it as it was. You know, we're not going to play, and you know, you go out and you work really hard, and and then you just see what happens. And that I feel like that's what happened in in 2021. You know, just I pushed myself really hard, had some really good guys to work with, and then again, our player development staff pushed us, and that's just what happens. So. With all that said, was it odd or, or challenging when you got back to spring training this time a year ago for the first time playing regular games and, and preparing for a season? You know, it was it was a little strange. Um, I you know I was fortunate enough to get invited to our instructs in 2020. You know, in October, so I was able to to play some games against the Reds. So you know, again, it's backfields, you're not playing in front of a crowd or anything. And I know that, you know, early on in the 21 season, we didn't have crowds, but that was just kind of thing is just, you know, get back on the field and standing around for, you know, three, three and a half hours, you got to, you got to get back in shape for that. So that was kind of what we missed out on in, in 20 and missing out on 500 at bats, you know, is a lot, um, you know, that's just, but it is what it is. You kind of have to just keep moving forward and, and keep pushing yourself every day to try and not necessarily catch up, but keep evolving as a player. So, Will Brennan joining us, Indians minor leaguer, who was an eighth-round pick back in the 2019 draft out of Kansas State. And, and Will, background-wise, you always wonder, hey, what drives a player, and, and is there something in their background that maybe leads to some good competitive fire? And, and you were saying earlier that, that your granddad was uh, a college basketball coach at the Air Force Academy, and it, Tell us about that at a very young age for you, but maybe what that instilled in you, just seeing how he went about things and, and if that was a positive impact later on for you. 100%. I mean, he's 
he was the uh, you know the backbone of of our family, and you know just seeing the intensity he brought and seeing the relationships that he formed, um, you know it it makes you want to be better every day. So you know growing up, obviously kind of a military family, just you know you have to have that discipline and you have to have that drive every day to to want to be better and and you know not just do it for yourself, but you know do it for the people around you. And so I think those are some values that are instilled in me. You know, I I want to be really good for my teammates around me. You know, you can get all the glory that you want, but, you know, again, baseball is a team sport still. So I think that's, you know, obviously he, you know, did a really good job coaching 20 years at the Air Force Academy, a couple of years at Dartmouth as a head coach. So he stuck around for a really long time, built some really good relationships. And, you know, I was able to learn from that. So. And your college career at Kansas State, obviously you hit well enough to, to get drafted by the Indians. Uh, adjustments from, from pro ball or from college ball to pro ball, uh, as much of an adjustment for an offensive player as it used to be when, when they had the true aluminum bats, or, or is it a little bit easier to, to go to the wood bat once you start playing pro ball out of college ball now? You know, I... I you know the bat is the the bat is what it is. You're trying to hit a round ball, a round bat. I think you know you get used to it with you know the at bats that you put up and the more reps that you do. So I don't necessarily think it's the at bat. I think it's got to be the player. It boils down to you know you have to evolve. These pitchers nowadays are really good, and you know they have data and analytics to back them up. And so you you kind of have to grow with that, and you have to you have to dive into yourself and see what changes you can make to make you a better player. And, you know, I think I've done that. I've had some really amazing coaches help me out along the way to make the adjustments that I need to make and obviously continue to make so that, you know, one day that I can help, you know, the big league club win games. And so, um, you know, every player has to evolve, whether it's from college or high school. And I think it just boils down to reps and, and showing up every day of the yard and, and, you know, working your tail off. So, Do you miss pitching at all? Oh, <laughs> gosh. You know, I, I do. I, I miss having the rock in the hands in all times, but, I you know, I don't miss my arm being sore, body hurting all the time. <laughs> Fair and enough. To be quite honest with you, you know, I, to be quite honest with you, I, you know, I was kind of lousy at pitching anyways. You know, I might have had a, had a few good outings in there, but for the most part, I think I, I was pretty lousy. I was think I was better off as a hitter anyway so <laughs> and for any college player uh you need to play summer ball to to continue that development and and you may have played in two of the most scenic leagues you possibly could Alaska and then Cape Cod uh what were those right. experiences like for you oh god Alaska was was so much fun um I went up there with my my roommate from college and you know he's a big fisherman guy so we you know, we fished a ton and then obviously, you know, played a lot of baseball up there too. But like you said, just super picturesque. Um, I I would recommend every player, if you have the opportunity to go to Alaska, you have to do it. You know, people hear that and you're like, Alaska? Like, no way. Like, it's No, it's different. It's 22 hour, 23 hours of light a day. Um, it's really good baseball. There's some really good history up there. And so, yeah, you you got to go up there. And then obviously, you know, everyone knows about the Cape. It's it's the best of the best. Um, you know, obviously it's the way I saw it was, it was like, you know, top tier players playing on high school fields. And I think there's, there's a beauty about that. You know, just, it boils down to like, you're again, you're, you're playing as kids again, but 
everyone up there is just a stud. So that was one of the best summers, you know, I've had. I, I think I I think I like the Alaska one a little bit better, but um, don't tell my Falmouth coaches that. <laughs> now, they made a movie about the Cape Cod League, and did you have to get a summer job there, too, in addition to playing baseball? No, and, you know, unfortunately, I didn't have a romantic comedy kind of summer, you know, <laughs> like the movie. I You know, I wish that would have been the case. You know, I, I think I was trying hard, but it just didn't, it didn't end up like that. You know, no, no summer catch for me. All right, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> word on the street is big Red Sox fan uh, growing up and, and a big Terry Francona fan. Obviously, you, I'm sure you're hoping to be able to play for him at some point in time. Um, how did that come about? So my my stepdad actually grew up, you know, halfway in Boston and then half half the time in uh in San Diego. So, you know, his his father was actually a huge Red Sox fan, so kind of just passed it down and then, you know, he kind of just passed it down to me. So, um and it's funny cuz the rest of my family's are are Yankee fans, which is so strange. You know, that's that's gross, but um we just grew up watching Nesson every night and Listen to Jerry Remy, watching you know Terry Francona and Ortiz and Pedroia and Ellsbury and all those you know big names you know. So I was watching a lot of good baseball and even here with Sandy Leone being here, it's super surreal because I watched that guy growing up and just super cool. Is is Tito aware of of this? Have you have you had a chance to talk yeah, to him about yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. We we we've had one conversation. I uh, actually told him a story because um, obviously whenever the Red Sox came and, and played the Royals, I tried to get tickets and go. And so when I was a kid, I wanted Pedroia's autograph really bad. So I ran down to the, to the Red Sox dugout on the, the third baseline. And <laughs> I yelled at Tito and I was, you know, obviously I was like, Mr. Franco, can you, and you have to imagine it's like an eight year old kid. Like it's a little kid. <laughs> and I was like, Hey, can you get, Pedroia to sign this ball for me and and you know I flip it down there to him and he signs it himself and flips it back up and then just walks away and I was like oh all right like I guess I'll get it later or something so I told him that story and he was he just we both started laughing and um you know again that's just kind of a surreal moment it's a full circle moment so well back to the task at hand with with Will Brennan uh Will you have that good year last year and uh so heading into this season, I think every player has goals. Or what areas are you trying to improve upon, if you can, in this season, wherever it starts for you? Of course, you know I'm I'm looking to improve, you know, my power numbers, obviously, because you can't you're not going to be able to make it to the big leagues unless you hit homers and doubles or you steal second or steal bases. Um, so I'm looking to do that. Uh, you know, been. In, making a lot of adjustments over the course of the last two off seasons to, you know, put myself in a good spot for that. Uh, but that just boils down to, you know, playing in the games and, and, you know, swinging good pitches, doing that kind of thing. Um, you know, on the other side, I'm looking to continue to play really good defense, you know, and, and steal more bases, you know, for, I think I had like 13 or 14 last year. So I'm going to need to up that ante a little bit, but for the most part, just continue to, to show up to the, to the ballpark every day and, and put together really good at-bats, and we'll see what happens from there. Well, that has worked very nicely so far. And Will, very nice to meet you, and uh, we'll look forward to meeting you in person down the road. Thank you. Nice to meet you, too. Thank you very much. That is Will Brennan, one of the top prospects for the Guardians as they get ready and deeper into the 
the minor league camp out in Goodyear, Arizona. Stay tuned. More to come. Hang on, folks. This baby isn't over yet. You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, but when we just come out and say it, it feels like it falls a bit flat. So instead, we're going to have someone else say it. Because for some reason, when a random person talks about how great something is in a commercial, it's more believable. I saved with a Progressive Home and Auto Bundle. And there you have it. I mean, I'm not sure why she's more believable than me, but either way, you get the point about the saving. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field downtown Cleveland. These reminders, the team store is open for all the new Guardians gear most days from 10 until 5, but check the Guardians website, cleeguardians.com, for all the official hours right there. Also, if you want to hear our show each week, obviously you have found us if you've made it to this point, but we air usually late in the day on Saturday, 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock, depending on uh, which of your Guardians radio network stations picks us up and uh, what time they choose to air the program. You can also hear us in podcast form wherever you download your favorite podcasts or online at cleeguardians.com. Thanks this week. Go out to Bart Swain for tracking down our interviews out in Goodyear, Arizona. We will be out there next week, so we hope to to have some uh, interviews um, not over the phone next week. So that would be a lot of fun to, to catch up with some of the minor leaguers, and uh, hopefully we'll have some good news on the Major League front at some point in time soon. We just don't know at this point in time. Thanks to Brian Matze, as always, back at Command Center. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance.